we're recording, so we're gonna stop talking about the uh, in these days you're gonna get some trouble. Oh, so actually fun story. Um, this won't make a podcast, but when I was I did my first point was the work and they were talking about getting but someone was buying a car. And apparently there is a phrase Co-worker heard it like that. So, um, he's like, they're asked, oh, are, are you Jewish? It's like, well, I'm not, but I come from a Jewish area. I'm like, I don't think that's what he said. Yep, no, he definitely said that. Is that the hot gossip? Oh, Evan, I can't hear you now. Can you hear me now? Now I can, yeah. Oh, sorry. I actually, I think I hit, I hit a mute button. Just my headset. It's like in a weird spot that I, I touch when I'm taking my headset out. Your office has changed. Yes, this is uh, my wife wants to. The jerk off room. This the master- actually this the masturbation suite. It's peaceful. You can see the Himalayan salt lamps there. Mm-hmm. Some nice the mood. ambiance here. Eight bottles of lotion there. I can see. Oh yeah, yeah, all different fragrances. No windows either. It's perfect. There you go. <laughs> Tissues on deck. Bye with aloe. Of course, you have to. Treat yourself. That's right. That's right. You know how I live. So how are we going to do this? We, we didn't act, even create a, uh, a script. Is it just... Just free ball it. Shoot from the hip and see what happens. Yeah. That's what Evan's doing in that room. Yeah, Evan, can you, bring, can you bring both your hands above the uh, camera, please? Yeah, I got, I got one in the mouse. This is standard operating procedure. Is that what you uh, call it? That's how we... Yeah, I, I guess that... I was going to say that's how we operate computers, but I guess that's how we do both. Yeah. So. Why is your mouse cylindrical and uh, very large? Well, thanks, too. <laughs> Glad you like it. So, um, yeah, welcome to the Valiant 33 podcast. Uh, I'm Stu. This is Mike and Evan. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Hello. I'm the only one still in the same location as before. I think Mike's in a different seat of the car. No, I'm in the front. I just don't... What the fuck is that? <laughs> one of my cats is trying to get in. Uh, I thought it was Evan. No. <laughs> no. New. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, one thing, Mike, can you move the microphone a little bit further away from your face? Oh, wait, uh, okay. Yeah, that's better. Is that... The audio. That the audio is... Well, why don't you say something useful? And this is all staying on. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, take, take, the, take the mic further away from the face. Okay, what about now? Somehow it's worse. <laughs> okay, what about, what about now? 
still not great, but yeah, I think you're. I think that's just the limits of the microphone. Too yeah. loud? It's too loud? Yeah, you're. We're hitting the top of your. I think you're just. Uh, I think that's just. Yeah, that's just the uh, saddest that we're gonna deal with. So yeah, so do we want to talk about the games? <laughs> no, no, okay. not really. <laughs> okay. So um, my hot goss for this week is: Have any of you been on the NISA website recently? No, I've never been on the NISA website. Not, not recently. I, I've okay. perused in my day, but it's been a minute. So you know how they have all the icons of the teams at the top? Mm-hmm. If you don't, just pretend that you do. Sure. So I know they have all those teams that don't even really play in the league anymore. Just anybody yeah. who said the word NISA gets up on that banner. They, four they of did, them are us. Yes. They did clean that up a bit, but yes, we oh. have City Union which doesn't go anywhere, really. It goes to Flower City Union. Then you've got Flower City Union, which goes to Flower City Union. That all makes sense. And then, um, where do you think Salt City goes? Um, good, good question. I don't know. Let me Hold on. Let me pull it up. Don't go there. It's, it's a guessing game, and you have to answer yes or you have to answer something. Um... Well, I would I would hope it would be Flower City Union, but it's probably Syracuse Pulse. It is Syracuse Pulse. That's interesting. Yeah, a little throwback. Yeah. But what is good is that they don't have um, they have locations, which doesn't make any sense. So how do you derive hot gas from this finding, Stu? Yeah. I've, I... <laughs> I just wanted to say hot gas. I wanted to find it okay. for once, guys. Okay. Come on. How did it feel? How did it feel? Well, it felt great when I was saying it. And then okay. we were like, how's that hot gas? I'm like, well. Wow. All right. Let's get to try new things. Yeah. Let me see if I can get tickets. Cannot. So, I do. They announced a women's team and they never did anything with it, which is fun. The three news releases they have forever. Why wouldn't they just link Salt City to saltcityunion.com? Because they don't own saltcityunion.com. Oh no. Where's it go? <laughs> I think it goes to uh, another former team that will never be named. Alright, get us on track here. Okay, so we had a loss. We had the home opener of Salt City Union in Auburn, New York. How do we think of returning to our roots with baseball field? Um, I hated it because the whole game was through a net. I mean, besides the three, uh, the one-three loss, um, just watching the game was kind of ugly because it was through the net. Um, I know at this point it's so far removed that 
I'm not as upset about it as I was at the time, but we went from robot camera to, I don't think they used a robot camera, they used a regular camera, but the angle somehow got worse. Yeah, um, it, was, it was set up for baseball games, they didn't move up. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I, it was kind of hard to watch. A lot of uh, large portions of the game I didn't even really see because the, the camera angle and everything, the broadcast was super distracting. The one thing I did notice, though, is on that baseball field, the the dirt isn't really dirt. It's just different colored turf, which I found fascinating, and that kind of took over the whole narrative of this game for me and, like, investigating pictures of that game. <laughs> it is it is a turf field, Mike. That is it, correct. It was... The camera, at least, was reasonably good quality. It's just not meant to show what was essentially a game in the outfield. Yeah, I thought... I, I was glad they had an actual camera operator. And they It was a decent quality. And they do a good job. It's the same guys who do... Um, the, the Rock City Boom Games actually did that one. And uh, that was fine. The camera work. Good job. Angle. Horrible. Trying to track the game from that low angle, not center field and on a field that has all kinds of weird lines that aren't meant for a soccer field was very awkward um, to, to, to track. So, yeah, that was that was a tricky one. Let alone Luckily, the, the broadcasters were apparently um, unused substitutes who just kind of hopped <laughs> in, which was also interesting. Uh, uh, it, it was a little bit of a return to our MLS ex-pro roots, though, of telling them to uh, unmute the broadcasters and take the at one point they had two they had two of the um scores on the field so they had the normal one for the baseball at the bottom and then the soccer one at the top and the time didn't match which was pretty funny it sucks that like a lot of these games the focal point always seems to be the broadcast which you know you could say that's because you know the first five games they they didn't win or they didn't score so it's easy to just pick up on the broadcast as the thing to talk about but it is super distracting um but we got lucky because despite the awkward camera angle we got to see the first goal scored of the season uh that was on the near side uh, Mm -hmm. where the camera was closest a nice little header from nelson um and that that was the first goal of the season right it was the first goal of the season in uh, in league play. That is correct. Technically a home goal. Technically a home goal. Technically well, for South I don't know City how you Union. Want to, how yeah, you want to yeah, file that one? Yeah, we don't yeah. have to relitigate this every week, but it is it, it is uncomfortable every time. I I don't like it. Uh, nobody seems to like it, especially the people in Syracuse. Yeah, they're um they're a vocal bunch. <laughs> Yeah, overall, I thought from the game, the the only real takeaway for me is that I I thought, I mean, LA Force was probably a little bit better than than I thought they would be. Uh, They looked pretty pretty well prepared. They were pretty consistent. They were pretty good throughout the match. City Union, uh, Salt City Union, Flower City Union was only 
only had moments. In fact, I would say it was probably, I mean, we were 0-4 going into the match and, uh, you know, came out 0-5. I, I thought this one was even a little bit worse than, than the four that preceded it. I, I thought we looked just disjointed. Um, where at least in the other matches, it, it's hard to constantly forgive them after loss after loss after loss. But mostly in the other matches, I felt like we had moments where we looked, we looked pretty good. It was just missing something here or there. This one it was just uh, even more kind of just scattered and frantic than, than, than I thought the first couple matches. So, yeah, probably probably the worst of, of, this, of the season for me. Yeah, it, it felt like they were... I don't want to say disinterested. It just felt like once once they went down a goal, they were like, okay, well, we know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, but that, that's... It, it was hard from... It, it's hard from some of those camera angles because I think two of the goals, I think, were the far, far goal. So it's hard to see when you're looking through through that lens to see what's actually happening and see it from what the players are seeing in us. You're seeing it kind of like the, the Madden angle, so everything looks easier than it is. Yeah, nothing, no, nothing too much else else to add on this one. But, but besides the fact that it wasn't it wasn't a great game, and it was also you know pretty pretty difficult one to watch. Uh. Not too much more to add on that one. I think, uh, you know, it's one that everybody just kind of wants to move past and move on to the first win of the season. What? Against Gold Star FC Detroit. That's what, that's technically the full name. 2 nothing to Flower City um, in what appeared to me as a very thorough and dominant performance. Two goals, one by Matt Bolduck and the other by Luke Ferreira. Um, not to kind of dampen the party a little bit, but it could have been 3 nothing. There was a missed penalty by Steven Elias. Uh, but other than that, I would say it was a, a very uh, uplifting performance, especially after the five games that came before it <laughs> yeah it was it was it was good to see this was i mean no, no surprise it was a win so obviously a much better performance uh we saw we saw a few different things in this one too i think uh starting with the most obvious diacate was not in the lineup actually didn't even um he was on the bench did, did not even make a sub sub appearance um so the match started with Bolduck kind of taking the, the center forward role with Ferreira and Apoku flanking him. Um, that kind of shifted as the match went on, probably middle to like late first half. It seemed like Ferreira kind of switched in to the, the, the striker spot with Bolduck moving more out to the wing. Um, so they were they were switching around a little bit, but it was it was clearly Bolduck from the start, and then it became Ferreira more often than not, kind of leading the line. Uh, but you got a little bit more interplay between players who are a, li a little bit more fluid, a little bit more able to kind of read the game, do some different things, play with the ball at their feet, go out wide, find space, whereas Diacate, uh, you know, with a history of scoring goals, so obviously he, he knows how to play the striker position, but I think he's more of the, the type of guy who plays it one way. 
whereas he he wants to charge straight ahead, keep feeding me the ball. Um, he's he's very much you know fox in the box. You, you, you keep throwing him the ball, and it's just like a, a volume type thing. And eventually, he's going to get at the end of one, and, and he'll get a few goals. Um, but with guys like Bolduc and Ferreira who are good with the ball at their feet and good at making things happen, a little bit more space and a little bit more room to operate obviously suited them and it suited the team um, and, and, and was was a better looking attack overall and I think that that is actually a reason why yeah I can't see um, this lineup changing anytime soon until there's a loss I mean what if you go loss 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 and then you suddenly get a two nothing win the lineup sticks around in my opinion I whatever tinkering that was done seem to have worked uh gold star isn't necessarily you know the top of the league but you know if you're gonna get out of the basement you have to win those games against other teams at the bottom half of the table yeah gold star is not 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 one of the best teams it seems like pretty clear that there's like a, a bottom four kind of developing if you will there's like a top there's a top three it's chattanooga maryland michigan stars then the California teams are kind of like on on a middle tier, or, or it seems like that right now. And then you know there's there's the rest, the three new teams in, in, in Flower City. I still think that Flower City can, and I, I might even bet on them to be the best of those four. Uh, so we'll, we'll find out what we play Savannah uh, coming up. But um, yeah, Gold Stars had some mixed results. They, in fact, I think the only team that they they beaten was Savannah twice. Um, so they're better than Savannah it would appear. Um, so hopefully we have some luck against them too. Um, but overall a good performance against a team that was, you know, not, not great. Um, but, but they definitely had one or two, you know, pretty, pretty strong players on there. They had, they had a striker, um, Rosero who, who, who caused problems, but, but we dealt with really well. He, he was obviously a really good player. Um, so, so they offered some threat, but, but we did, uh, we did a pretty good job. Luckily, two-thirds of the league get into the playoffs. So really all you need to do is be better than three teams. we got to be better than those. Yeah, we got to be better than the new teams. Yep, yep, and I, and I think we will be. The other um, kind of – so just kind of like going back as far as like the lineup, uh, we saw a midfield of Elias – Logan Lee kind of as his partner in, in the box-to-box role. That's a position that's, that's switched a little bit. Um, we've, seen, we've seen Sanchez in there. Uh, we even saw, I think earlier on in the season, we saw Ferreira kind of more in the midfield, uh, in, in a center midfield role. Um, we've seen Cartagena and Calfo also as midfielders. So this time it was Lee and Elias. Uh, and Calfo was the defensive midfielder. So that, that midfield shape was was more or less like, like we've seen a lot. And in the back, we had um, uh, Requejo hop in for Pozzelli, who is, who's normally the captain. Nelson wore the armband today, kind of take take his place. Uh, Mejia back in goal. It was nice to see him back, and, and he did a really good job. He made a few fine saves as well. Um, but like one, one thing to point out from that was I, I, I thought it was a very obvious tactic to have Requejo very quickly, as soon as we took possession, he was hopping up into the midfield. It was like almost, um, it was almost like he he was given this direction and he had to do it every time. As soon as we went possession, he jumped up with Calfo. He was he was on Calfo's line. It was almost like like Sullivan gave him a direction, like get with Calfo immediately every time, and he did it like like really like clockwork. Um, 
but I, I think what that did was, you know, adding that extra body into the midfield uh, with with such such clear direction helped us overload and helped us do a little bit better in possession than we have in in some of these matches. So that was interesting to see. And and Recrejo, um, he, he's not the he, he, does, he doesn't give you like the size and, and maybe the the, the, the strength that Quizelli has as a center back but but he did a really good job in that role and and his ability to kind of possess and, and be um kind of kind of a shuttler of the ball in the midfield rather than along the back line helped us uh, in, in, in spots progress the ball Stuart, uh jordan's wife's name is also jordan is it really That's yeah true. How do you know that? Uh, on the website. Yeah, no. on the website. They are, they are both Jordan Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, George, Coach Jordy Sullivan had a nice little cheering section, too, by the way. They were, they were right in front of the press box there. There were uh, several Jordy Sullivan chants going uh, go, going on. So, you know, he's, he's got some fans, some supporters. Are we sure it's for him and not the wife? No. Well, it, they were. I, I do believe they were directed at him, but I, I can't be sure. Did they drown out the? Because uh, there, there's competing fan groups there. His is the first I've heard of it, but I know Michael Cunningham has one, and then there was a. Um, there's another one. The young kid. Caden. This is good uh, content. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> you sound like my grandma. Um, <laughs> fuck. I'm looking it up, too. Trevor, John, Kyle. No. Austin Pranick? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden Miller. Uh, y- yes, I believe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. Right, he's, he's 25, so I'm not saying he's... Old, but I'm also not saying he's the he's young. It was uh, it was like a lot of young kids, so maybe he coaches the team. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But what, it was um, it was a win, so I can't really complain about much. It was a win with two really good goals. So we'll we'll give a little a little hype for our goal scorers, Bolick and Ferreira. Bolduks was nice. He he carried the ball, went at a defender who just kind of kept giving him space. And he just said, thank you, and just fucking banged it. Upper 90, just just really paddle smacked it with that right foot into the upper left-hand corner. His that goal... Was a, that was a sweet his, goal. His goal was like when you play FIFA against somebody who doesn't like really know how to play and they just go forward and and then just rip a, rip a shot. Yeah, That's it was pretty much straight... Right, I think he was like ready to like try to take the defender on, but he just kind of kept getting a little more space and a little more space. And he was like, once he hit the 18 yard box, it was that's quite enough, and I'll score. So that was nice. And then Ferreira's goal was a free kick in the second half, uh, pretty much right on the you know from the attacking left side of the D, uh, about a yard off the, the top of the 18, and uh, just curled it perfectly upper 90 far post a really sweet goal he actually had another setup in that almost exact same spot um, at, at the very at the very end of the match
catch too and, and that one he tried to go near post but um yeah the goal both goals excellent really nice job by Bolick and Ferreira I think I think they both got more goals in him this year he's certainly making his case uh, for contention of the all-time neck tattoo 11 and I know it, it's 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 very tight criteria yeah and I don't want you to give away too much yet because we're gonna give it its own thing but yeah but let's 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 announce let, let's announce it Mike go ahead uh, let our listeners know what, what 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 we're up to well we're constructing an all-time 11 of players with neck tattoos Absolutely. And if you're, as listeners of the podcast, you know, we, we have discussed the the, the have, need for every team to have at least one player with a romantic. Tattoo. Yeah, we have a romantic outlook on it. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think it, it's important for every team to have at least one because it brings a certain kind of vibe to the team that you just... Preferably in the striker at. position. Preferably in the striker position, but... All positions can benefit from from a neck tattoo. It's certainly all teams can rec- can benefit from a neck tattoo player. Um, yeah, just uh, it, the, the the cut of, of a neck tattoo player's jib is just different from a non neck tattoo player. And without having one, it really it really leaves you susceptible to uh, j- j- just a weakness in the overall team spirit. So we're gonna create an all time neck tattoo eleven. Let us know. If you have any ideas for who, who should make that squad, plenty of plenty of superstars to choose from with one Luke Ferreira firmly in contention. And if you want to get included, just get a neck tattoo and let us know. And then you absolutely on the list to get in. There's no like you don't have you don't need to have had it for a certain amount of time. If you have one, even if it's like the day before, you can get in. Absolutely. And and the definition of soccer player even is open to very loose yeah so if you've loose. a soccer ball before and you have a neck tattoo you're you're you know you're you're in with a shout you got a chance do you know what do you know what a soccer ball is does that count and you have a neck tattoo yeah yeah counts and is there a limit on how many people you can have with a neck tattoo 11 11 11 make the squad we, i mean we could talk about a, a if there are really good subs, candidates maybe, yeah. yeah we can talk about subs but yeah only 11 get on the field Them's the rules and it can't be people we wish had a neck tattoo it has to be currently as of time of production has a neck tattoo. currently has a neck tattoo okay gotcha gotcha yeah, so this is big, big news, big news from Galleon 33. I just want to say, yeah, this is something that comes from the heart. It's something we've wanted to do for a long time, and now we finally have the platform to do it. So ahead of, uh, just before we, we make the announcements, we just want to say thank you to everybody for giving us this opportunity, hands uh, together emoji. Thank you for letting yeah. us have this opportunity to do this. Um, we couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, heart hands emoji. Uh mm-hmm. Praise hands emoji for me. Thank you. The turtle emoji for me. Of course. Good. Of course. That's that's so sincere. That's so sincere. So something I wanted to bring up uh, about just the league in general is multiple sources have been saying that things could look a little bit different next season as far as teams that are in the league 
I know a lot, of a lot of chatter is coming out of Chattanooga about leaving and going to MLS Next Pro. Um, same with Michigan Stars. There's, there's rumors coming that they might go to MLS Next Pro. Or those two teams are just seem to have one foot out the door. Um, that put in to relate it to Rochester is that puts our situation uh, in a little bit of a question mark because I know you need eight teams to be a sanctioned league and those two leaving would put us at seven and I don't think they're going to count Salt City Union as uh, the eighth team um, <laughs> Cosmos. They're still on the website. Yeah, I was just going to say, Mike, actually, there's 16 teams in NISA. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just go to NISAofficial.com <laughs> and find out for yourself. Yep, yep. Okay. Um, so, I know NISA can exist outside of sanctioning. Just because you're not sanctioned by the USSF doesn't mean you can't operate. Um, but in lieu of another team just moving up and joining to, to make eight, uh, that almost it, it's I get I guess what, what I what I'm trying to say is I don't necessarily blame those two teams for wanting to leave but it's it 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 kind of sucks for the teams that are actually like trying to put some type of effort in like I know Savannah Clovers are putting in a lot of effort even Club De Leon is putting in some effort, you know, as far as development goes, maybe not for the fan experience. I know Flower City is trying, they're trying different things. Some things work, th some things don't. Um, but th this league next season could easily not exist, or it could be radically different than probably anything we've seen because I don't think we've had a quote-unquote pro league that hasn't been sanctioned before. Yeah, so I think there are two teams on the way, right? There's that California, is that Irvine, Zeta FC with the, the supposedly like a Chinese investment group behind that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think it's, is it Cal United Strikers are coming back or was recently announced or perhaps just rumored to be coming back under like a slightly different name, but but some of the same knows, folks involved. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I believe it's those two, and then maybe maybe talk. I think there was talk of a third that that, that I'm forgetting. Yeah. So there's Calabasas FC. There's Calabasas. Calabasas or Calabasas, however you prefer. Yeah. Um. There's Cal United. Um. Yeah, I, I want to say there was something. There was someone else, but I thought that Gold Star was in some trouble from what we heard. Oh yeah, they might be gone too. Well, I don't know if it's trouble, but their no their parent club no longer is the team from Andorra or something like that. Which I think we talked about that last podcast. It's nothing against Andorra, but is that I don't think it's as big of a loss as like the Cosmos leaving. For example, honestly, so, I think it would it would be more it would hurt more for Michigan Stars to leave than Chattanooga, and 
that's not because I think Michigan Stars is a better run club or has more fans or anything like that. It's just they seem to be the unanimous villain. Everybody considers them the villain. And it's it's worse for a league to lose a villain than to lose what people would consider a hero because everybody considers their own club as the hero in this story. Um, and it's very rare that you get everybody agreeing on a villain. So to have that leave, it kind of takes away a lot of character. Yeah, I'm pro-bad guy. It is good to have a bad guy. I mean, if they leave, Flower City could become the villain. You just got to, you know, make an effort to do it. But I can make Flower City the villain. I can be a fucking bastard. Get everybody to hate us. What are you doing on that October 14th uh, end-of-season game against Chattanooga? Oh, we're not going to say that yet? It'll be a surprise for everybody. I'm going to make a statement. Okay. Very powerful. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the biggest thing I think... I, I don't know how it'll affect the, like, uh, other than the West Coast games, are they are they flying to games? Do we know for Flower City? For West Coast, I would assume so. Well, no, outside of West Coast, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think they just they drive down in vans. Yeah, Savannah would be pretty a pretty intense trip. Yeah, that'd be two days. So I, I imagine that the Club de Leon Savannah trip. At, and the California trips are, are certainly certainly fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's I'm just thinking like if there may be enough of a chance with Nisa Nation that they can make a fourth tier league work. So it may not actually be a huge problem because I think we've we've already heard that there's been budget cuts this year for FCU. And I know a lot of money went into last season, but it wasn't it wasn't into like USL championship level. So I don't think them going fourth tier essentially would be would be the worst thing. Um, but I, I don't know how they would get out of the fourth tier after doing that. Well, I. I think I've said this before, but I think it might actually be in Nice's benefit to exist outside of the sanctioned tier system because there's a lot of negative connotations with saying, oh, D3. Um, any Anything that's under D2 and even D2 sometimes is kind of looked down upon. If, if you exist outside of that tier system and just say, hey, we're pro, um, then... <laughs> It, it might actually work out in their benefit. Well, it's, it's kind of like MPSL. Some of those players were getting paid. That's where Chattanooga came from. So I think there's... Yeah, I, I think even... Yeah, I, I, I really don't think that outside of... Outside of USL Championship being D2 and personally MLS next pro being d3 i don't think there's much that really matters about the divisions i mean the fact but, that technically 
technically I think RDSL is D5. There is no D5. It's not. Anything oh. under D3 is, is there's nothing under D3. There's no D4. But they tried to do that in Argentina, where a league or a bunch of teams tried to break off and start their own league, and the Argentinian federation wouldn't approve it. But they said, "Fuck you, we're gonna do it anyways." And the reason why it didn't work was because those players wouldn't be able to make the national team or get call up, call ups for the national team, so it yeah. died. But here, that's not really necessarily an issue. We've got two, na- we've got two national team players. Who's that? Um, I'm going to say something that I can't follow up on. Um, I know that two players just got... Just making shit up. No, fuck. <laughs> Now I gotta know. <laughs> yeah, well, give me three minutes while I bring up something that uh, I just. Well, we're gonna wait. We're not gonna. Well, we 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 had a uh, Cape Verdean international player in Rochester last year for the other soccer team. That was kind of cool. So we did have one in town recently. Don't don't save him, Evan. Let him look it up. And everybody just, has to everybody has to wait in silence while he looks it up. Yeah. Okay, I'm just filling airspace. He here. brought up no, he he brought up two players that were on national teams. Now he's gonna have to dig himself out of this hole. So just let him do it. How's it going, Stuart? It's going well. How are you don't, doing? Don't just don't distract him. Let him do it. I was looking for a status update. <laughs> are you peeing? No, I was sipping a beer very loudly. Okay. This is all staying in, by the way. I know. If you if you can't do it, Stu, just say you can't do it. It's fine. I can always do it. We all we all make mistakes. I want to say that it's um. Well, this is just going from the two players who are in teams that I would think. I want to say that it was um. Favard and Opaku. Joel Favard has youth Haitian national team games. I do not believe he's played for the big boys. But I am open to being proven wrong. That would be awesome. Somebody Mm -hmm. last year was on the Puerto Rican national team. I know that. Puerto Rican? Yeah. They have their own national team. Okay. Now going to my second source. Phoning a friend. You know, people I shouldn't be looking up on Instagram. (laughs) You asked for a question. (laughs) He's getting so flustered now. 
mean, at this point, just make it up because nobody's going to know, to be honest with you. Well, I already said my name, so. Uh... I, b I believe you are correct that the two players you named have youth international matches. Yeah, maybe I was maybe I was a little too... So I think I think that's a reasonable it's a reasonable misinterpretation. But I it does count as an L. It still counts as an L. Oh yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure that I saw something where they were like, Oh yeah, these got a, these guys got a call up. And um double down with the voice. Maybe just to bamboozle me, it was, um, these guys got a call up. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to the start of May, and there would not have been a call up at that point. I can't we, tell yeah. you how happy this makes me right now. <laughs> Nobody else is going to enjoy this except for me. Valiant 33 Podcast has been misled by sources in the past. It, ha it no, has happened. That's never happened before. This is the first time and the only time <laughs> you will have ever been proven wrong. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. All right, so uh, anything else uh, you guys I want apologize. to talk about? I apologize. For, don't, uh, don't ever apologize, Stu. We don't do that uh, here. You are welcome for misleading you for the last... There you go. That's right. You say things regarding the status of our team. Um, I should have just said that uh, Cunningham was going to Cunningham and. Uh, Dude, honestly, you could have just up. made you could have just made the shit up. You know who's gonna know. Those players are gonna know. That's right. yeah. Well, you say things that they're either right or they're wrong. And you know, oh well. <laughs> it's such a dramatic <laughs> fucking sip from that water bottle. Only time the water bottle gets on the pod, on the broadcast yeah. the entire time. Fuck. Hey, so I guess um, in other soccer news, everything, all the leagues are done. Champions League is done. All the other European tournaments are done. All the leagues are done. So all that's left is local soccer. Do you think that attendance goes up, or is it a non-factor? I think it could go up a, a teeny tiny little bit. Was it? I don't think. I'm not necessarily convinced that it was a deter a deterrent before, but sometimes. Uh, there's like a, a slight boost because, you know, people who are fans of the sport, um, who are used to watching, you know, Premier League, Serie A, Champions League, suddenly that, that shit's not on anymore and they have that itch. So they might turn to local soccer where before they didn't. I, I think it, it could happen, but I'm, I, it might be like a, a single digit impact. <laughs> to nine. Oh, on, a percentage base, on a percentage basis, that's that's a decent yeah. uh, decent boost for for the, the FC crowds that we've seen. Sorry yeah, for the I, burn, but you know, I, I real, think real is real. I think it'll go up 
but I think it's um, not going to be because of national team or not national teams, God, because of European soccer. I think it's going to go up because it's the summer and people go to sports in the summer, so they don't have. They're going to bring their kids. Their kids don't have school and all the other things going on, so attendance has typically gone up during the summer and then it stays into the fall as the season continues. Good points, too. Nice red herring, Mike. <laughs> what, uh, do, you, do either of you know what the attendance was for this, um, this past game? 3,542. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prove me wrong. That's right. Prove me wrong. Yeah, I can't. That's how we do it. You just say things, and either they're right or they're wrong. And oh well. You move on. I'll go with that. I'll back Stu on the 3,000 figure. I can't remember. But yeah, they, uh, I think it was, it was supposedly better than the previous. Still not what it's, we're it's sound- <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like there was more people there. Um, Maybe the piping and. Uh, fan noise like uh, Man City does. Hey. Yeah, you know. I think there was one person in attendance who was making up about 40 schizoph- to 50%, 50% of, the, of all the noise. So, I mean, good on him. Good on him. If, if you are listening, fan, you, you probably know who you are. That was good work. They're schizophrenic. <laughs> so, the next game uh, to kind of fucking... Oh, wait. In a little bit is well. There's two West Coast games coming up. One against Albion, San Diego. Which, by the way, I will say, on Fat Mob, Albion is in all caps, and San Diego is regular. So it's Albion, San Diego. They're all caps, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> the following game is LA Force. Um, who, you know, both teams, uh, Albion, San Diego is is a pretty decent team. Uh, LA Force, I'm not convinced on yet. I think that on the return trip, uh, Flower City could actually catch them. Albion's going to be more of a toss-up for me. Um, but I'm excited to see this kind of reworked lineup back in play. Um, I think, Evan, you said it was a, a 4-3-3, um, which, you know, when you, when you think about 4-3-3s, typically you think it's very attacking. I think... Klopp and Liverpool kind of comes to mind when when you say 4-3-3. And, you know, this team plays a little bit differently, but the general, I think, thoughts of 4-3-3 is super attacking, which, you know, I like like for Flower City. Um, If you you take the first couple games where, you know, at certain points it seemed kind of timid, I kind of like this just take your balls out and try and fucking, you know, go all out with offense. Especially in Nisa where, you know, it's not necessarily um, super defensive, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like um, the, the take your balls out strategy. <laughs> it, it's, it's really... Put them back, Evan. Please put them <laughs> oh, back. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, wanted to, I wanted to show you how much I liked it, but... Uh, yeah, I call I called it a four three three this time instead of the four one four one. It it's mostly semantic, but I, I think the difference in what I saw in, in this game was that you saw more interaction across across that front line. 
So they weren't just wide players like when it was a Poku and uh, Cunningham or, or, or Ferreira on the left. They, um, they they were more in the midfield and, and interacting more with uh, Elias or, or, or Sanchez in the midfield. It was like they had like a little, it was like a Ferreira and Elias had a partnership on the left and a Poku and Sanchez had a little partnership on the right and Diacate was just up top waiting for it. Um, this time with Balduk, Ferreira, and Apoku as the front three, those three were doing a lot more interacting. Um, so that that was why it, it felt like a, a slight shift in formation. Um, although you know, mostly the roles were similar, you know, except for how that striker um, worked, worked with the wing, wing players and, and did some some interchanging there. Do you think that having another striker come in? to kind of take that role that Diacate had before, would that work? Or are you, if, if say you're, you're Jordan Sullivan, uh, do, do you want to bring somebody in or do you like it the way it is right now? Uh, solo frontman went, um, you know, got uh, netted as zero goals and, in five matches, so I, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't think Diacate, I don't have a low opinion of Diacate, like, I, I watched his highlights, like, when, when we signed him, and I was like, trying to figure out what kind of striker he was, he can score, he, he's, he's really, he, he can be really relentless, but he, he does kind of wait um, along that back line, and he's just, he's, he's ready to go, you either get it to the wing and cut it back to him, or, you know, he, he gets the ball a little bit early running at defenders, and just, just goes it alone. Um, and that's how he scored most of his goals. So uh, I think Diacate, as a, as a person, as as the striker on our team, and as like a style choice, is should be the backup plan. Um, so if we bring in another striker, I think it needs to be someone who um, is capable of uh, a little bit more interplay or ha- has the tendency to play and switch um, with with the other forwards. So it, as long as it's the right type, you know, we we, we could use another. Who can play a little bit more like Ferreira Bowling plays? Maybe we can get a striker that also has a national team call. Stu, you know any? <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's all I'm, you asked. Okay. I'm just I'm. It, it was just the. You know, I might be putting too much into the lineup or whatever. But it was the the first win in a long time. And I'm excited to see how this lineup does out on the West Coast. And if they come back home with two more wins, I'd say uh, we're up on the dance floor. We would be up on the dance floor. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for three points. My realistic, slightly hopeful... But, um, yeah, trying to keep it realistic, I would really hope for three points. I'm going to say four. I think Albion uh, is the one point, and then L.A. Force, uh, the boys go out there and tag them back. Three. I think we're coming back with four. Force handled us. I, I'm, I'm going the other way. I, I, I think we'll get the three at Albion, and uh, I, 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 I would hope for one at, at Force, but... If I'm making a prediction, I'll, I'll say just the three. Stewart, tiebreaker. I'm going two. <laughs> two draws. Still, come on. Playing it safe. Well, so. Well, playing it safe would say come back with zero. 
<laughs> Come on, let's be positive. We got two national team players on our squad. Um, we just don't know who they are. I, I said I said names, and you didn't say anything else. So, um, yeah, I think I, I wasn't too overly impressed with LA Force. I feel like we didn't like something happened on the bus ride over there or something happened and it just didn't look like the players were trying as hard as I've seen them in other games this year um, so I could see us getting a result from them um, they've tended to tie where um, we have tended to lose but um, uh, Albion's yeah I don't know anything about them so I don't know if they like to scream so. <laughs> Albion! You know what I know about Albion? If you look at their logo, th they need to bump up the contrast on that damn logo. So they have two shades of gray that are like, it's not the same shade. It's I, I'm, I'm not blind, but they're too similar. And then since they're relatively light, they have the, the word um, Albion in red with a white outline on a light gray. It's just It's just not right. You gotta dial up the contrast on that bad boy a little bit. If you yeah, insist on having two shades of gray and white, you know, make one of them a little darker. I have a very stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for this one. Or is that, it, it, which union is playing Albion? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, one of them is a, a salty <laughs> game, right? I don't know. I don't remember which. I don't, they, I don't know if they play any away games as Salt City. Ah, I think they might. I think one of these might be. It's ridiculous that we're even talking about this, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. It's the so same it, fucking team. It's, it's, uh... I don't know. Not according to the website. Yep, it's, 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 I'll be in San Diego. Salt City Union. Oh, you know, it's, 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 it's got to be Albion. It's got to be Albion, and you know how I know. Because I go to the Flower City Union, Flower, uh, and go to their schedule, and there's no Albion away game because oh, it's not Flower City Union that's playing them. It is Crack Salt City Union. Case. Different team. I guess it's a different team after all. But not on the website. Well, but so. Where are they in the table? Yeah, so we, we've only got nice. what? It, we, we, no, they're they're tenth because they're. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a ghost side table okay. kind of situation. Yeah, um, and then we're City Union, but I'm not gonna get into that. Um, it's just the kit man's got to be really just, pissed off about just that. Just cut it out. Just stop it. Don't do also, it anymore. Where did Albion Stars come from? Um, they just needed to fill that gray space with something. So they like this, this San Diego men's league that they played in before Nisa, probably. I'm reading their bio. <laughs> <laughs> Read it out loud for us, please. Albion SC, the youth academy, was founded in Point Lama in 1981 and is one of San Diego's earliest and oldest soccer clubs with deep roots and traditions in the local San Diego community. Which roots and which traditions? We're not going to say. That's a secret. Don't ask. It's a secret. 
we got our name, Albion, from two San Diego Pioneers, the game, who regularly take their players to England to visit their favorite club, West Bromwich Albion. They're a club of over 150 teams. Yeah, I don't know. They don't explain it. <laughs> you would think that you would explain your star. I shouldn't talk about stars after my uh, rant earlier in the season, so. Their chairperson, interestingly, in my in my research uh, on the Wikipedia internet machine, is Demba Ba. You may remember him from his time in the Premier League with mm -hmm. West Ham United, Newcastle United, and Chelsea. Or if you're a fan of the Turkish League, you may know him from various Turkish teams, such as Beşiktaş, Istanbul. Basaksehir. Oh, yeah, why didn't you say? Or, if you're a fan of the Chinese Super League, you may know him from Shanghai, Shenhua FC. So, just another little fun fact for you. Are we sure it's the same person? Or it's not just somebody with the same name? Well, uh, my, my Wikipedia clicks led me to that list of teams. Yeah, so the uh, that's because of San Diego 1904 FC, which is Hazard was also a part of. I think he gave them a jersey, and that was the involvement. Oh, we know that game. Yeah. I've heard... Jesus Christ with that water. <laughs> I've heard multiple players say that Eden Hazard is hard to play against because he has a very big butt. Very big butt. <laughs> That's the reason that, like, I've multiple players have said that. It's, it's like, true. Like, I'm not making it up. Like players you know of? Well, no, like well, I, don't, I don't know them personally, but like in interviews, they say like he's hard to defend against because his body's so. Big. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot out there. If you if you Google search Eden Hazard's butt, you'll you'll find a lot. Um, Roberto Martinez, his coach with the the Belgian national team. Uh, has uh, you know a, a few interesting quotes about Eden Hazard's butt, so some interesting content on the internet for you. What's, what's the best one? Uh, Yaya Toure uh, definitely complimented Eden, Eden Hazard's butt. Um, oh, there's a whole Twitter account called Eden Hazard's ass. Yeah, it's it's out there. It's it's out there. Also. Albion San Diego has a player who's not on, who does not have a nationality. Or number 14, Ernest Mitchell. He's just pure, he's just neutral. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, their Wikipedia for is only in three page, three languages where um, San Diego 1904 was in five languages. So. Oh, shit. Ours is in three as well. But, well, technically four because three of them are... English doesn't count as a language, apparently. So it's Spanish, Italian, and Portuguese. Bringing the, the, the breaking stories. Ooh. The sexiest soccer studs of the Premier League. Let's see. 
Is there going to be someone from uh, Ted Lasso? Andre Gomez. Lucas Digne. This must be an old list. Lacazette. Kalen Hudson Adoy. Golo Kante. What? I mean, he's cutie. Hyung Min Sun. No. Harry Kane. Okay, this list is ridiculous. So, are we going to do a cutest player starting 11, too? Well, yeah, of course. I, I like, um, I'm interested in the, the, the player, like, N'Golo Conte would be an obvious choice of this, but, but players, cute, but more like, um, just like, most joy, the joyful 11, you know? Just the, with the, a the big smile, smiles, happy to be there, loving life. Maybe after neck oh, tattoos. Oh, it's, it's like Jack Grealish is just walking around England shirtless right now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I would like to, to kind of like print all these 11s out on like that transfer paper and see how many actually match up with the neck tattoo 11 because I, I bet you there's a lot of crossover. With the joyful 11? Yeah. I could... I could see full arm tattoo, eleven, and I know there's a term for that, but I'm sleeve. Too... sleeve. Yeah, sleeve. God fucking damn. So yeah, um, I'm sure we could find that. That I could see mixing pretty well, because that seems to be the thing all the players do before they're fifteen now. Yep, that's that. That's up there. Bible verse eleven. You know, on the on the, tat, the, the, the the tattoo category, you know, um, what are, what what are some of the what are some of the favorites? Oh, I know the plans I have for you. That's that's John a Bible 316. verse one. A classic John three sixteen. And what's the other one? Um, oh, uh, the one John Jones has. I can do all things through Christ. Lord who strengthens me. Um, I bet you could do a, a, an eleven of players with just that one Bible verse alone. It's, all, it's, it's on forearms all over the world. We could do a, st- a starting 11 of players you want to kiss on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah there's a few obvious choices there that come to mind already. Oh, yeah? Who are yours? Rex. <laughs> uh, Olivier Giroud. Come on. Stewart. Giroud is my starting striker on that, on that 11. There's no, no doubt about it. Stuart, what's the player you want? Who's the player you want to kiss? Um, I don't prepare for this. Well, I'm putting you on this one. Um, Hendo, Jordan Henderson. Yeah, that, he looks like he'd be uh, a nice embrace. He he looks kind as well. <laughs> Big soft lips. Yeah, not just sexy, but yeah. but he seems like a nice a nice man. So you get a good cuddle afterwards too. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it would be, yeah that, that's what I was going at, but didn't want to make it sexual. Yep, yeah, don't worry, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really, so I had we started talking about soccer tactics, and then I had to bring up names. 
Well, you so. guys are you guys are weird because I was gonna say Sydney Larue, who's just a, a girl soccer player, but you guys. Oh yeah, she's she's a a beautiful woman. <laughs> Took the project in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. It is June. Yeah, so you guys all owe uh, twenty bucks for the pride razor, though. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and there's um more 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 football to be played. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's a good thing to give a give a little shout out for. Uh, Flower City Union supporters group, local five eight five, raising money on behalf of. Open Alliance Rochester is that is that what it's called? I'd, I'd like to get that name right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll pause it while you figure that out. Local. Come on, Sydney. Oh, damn it! Instagram. There's a pause. Fun- there's a pause function in here that I could have just pressed during that entire fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> are my pause now? I've got it. I was I was close. No, we'll cut that out. I'm not. I don't want to press the pause button. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they're raising or working with. Out Alliance Rochester uh, to raise money for that group. Take take a look at their website, socials, Google it. Um, they do some good stuff in the Rochester area, obviously for LGBTQ plus causes. Uh, goals pledge to donate for every goal for Flower City Union and they their sister club, Flower City 1782. And actually got a couple couple goals for it so good start and and you can always donate more at the end of the month if the team does not score the amount of goals that you feel this necessitates the donation yes yes feel free to donate more because as we know you don't necessarily want to count on more so just (laughs) donate more anyway I'm watching girls with big butts on Instagram slap each other in the face Okay, we we were doing so good there for a second. Um. <laughs> you saw it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had to be butters. The internet. This is what the internet's for. Big two. Stop with the water. I'm sorry that I'm hydrating myself. While Jesus you're creepy. Christ. All right. Well, this is good stuff. I mean, as always. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and prepare next time. Hmm. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be uh, the cup. Well, I'll wait for that. <laughs> Uh, you know, just, uh, let's just keep our press passes. Yeah. <laughs> well, all you gotta do is include someone on an email and things get done. That would get cut. But, uh... Alright, I gotta pee. Okay, well, we've been the Valiant 33 Podcast. Thanks for listening. You know where our socials are. If you don't, um... How did you find this episode? Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, um, OnlyFans, OnlyFans, Valiant33.com. 
Yes, Valiant33.com with a lot of new articles and other interesting tidbits. We'll add those tidbits later. Um, Facebook, Wikipedia, eBay, everything. Venmo. Yes, if you just want to Venmo, it's uh, Stuart Bechtel. MySpace. If you want to bless our Cash App, you know, feel free. <laughs> We're giving out $1,000 to the first people who say blessed. It in... But you have to. But you have to send that in the cash app. You just gotta comment. follow back. Use the hashtag uh, neck tattoo. Every every entry is five dollars. Half of all comments on anything Nisa posts on Instagram are people who are giving out five grands to the first person who yes. who met who DMs humanity because I'm trying to spread some love in the world or something right. like that. Yeah. Just follow it, follow back. Help me grow. Yeah, that's that's the entire Nisa account. It's beautiful. So you want to try signing off again? <laughs> so we've been great or something. Uh, we've been the Valiant 33 podcast. I'm Stu for Evan and Mike. Sorry, we'll do better. <laughs>